DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. DJ and PK, there is a lot going on with college athletics, college football, media days, realignment. How to respond to realignment issues. Time to bring in Brett McMurphy, National College Football Insider and writer for Stadium Network. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. July is considered Smart Irrigation Month to celebrate. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is giving away free smart controllers to commercial properties until the end of July. Hosting costs not included. Visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333 for more information. Brett, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, before I get started, uh, two weeks ago, my family and I came out to Utah. We stayed in Park City. Uh, we were out there a week. I was able to visit my favorite Pac-12 conference school in Salt Lake City and also my favorite independent school in Provo. But without question, the highlight of my trip is I hit a golf ball further than I ever have in my entire life, and I absolutely loved it. So. I guess we're out of time, so I'll talk to you next week. But thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, well, Brett, when you drove to Park City, you drove within a mile of my house. I mean, I'd have bought you a meal. You've come on the show enough, and you've been a good enough guy to us. I absolutely would have bought you lunch. So uh, I will get on a plane right now and take you up on that. <laughs> get that free lunch. All right. And uh, PK and I will uh, take you somewhere. I'm terrible, so I'll make you feel good about your game. PK's pretty good. He can probably give you a tip and actually make your game better. So, you know, we can do, we can do lunch and a round of golf next time you come. There are hey, I got so I got many I courses. It, it's, yeah. just, uh, it's so beautiful out there. I, lo- I just love that area of the country. So. Well, I did want to anyway, ask you before sure we you want to talk about conference realignment. We do, and absolutely. But before we do that, I'm curious because um, everyone feels it to a different degree, and I do to agree. I work at a local TV station here, in addition to doing radio. So when something like this happens, you know, when something big happens, you have to drop everything you're doing. This college football stuff, a lot of stuff goes down in the summer. Do you really get summer vacations or for guys, you know, there's probably 10 to 20 of you who really do what you do at the level you do it, and anything happens anywhere in America, do you just have to like, yeah, never mind, I'm not going to the beach today. I'll be sitting over on this computer pounding out a story and doing interviews. I mean, how how does it work for you? exactly right. Yeah, well, I mean, the good news about my job is I have a lot of flexibility. The bad news about my job is there's a lot of flexibility. So... Um, you know, you don't have a nine to five job. You don't turn off your phone at five o'clock. It's constantly on. You constantly have to be ready for the unexpected. So there, there's obviously good and bad to that. I mean, there are sometimes, um, you know, fortunately, a conference realignment didn't break when I was in Utah. But, um, you know, if I'm going to go, you know, out of, out of state, you know, I'm based in Florida. So if I'm going to go out of state for a week vacation with my family, you know, I do shut it off and shut it down. And if stuff happens and, it, you know, I can't report on it, so be it. But, you know, other than, you know, for a couple of weeks, you know, out of the year when you do that, you you know, you're basically on call. Um, it got to a point, you know, early in my career where my wife was like, you're not a doctor. You don't have to take everyone's call. I'm like, you don't understand. There's I'm talking to people out on the, the West Coast. They've got different times zone you know you're talking to people at the east coast so and also with a lot of people you've got one chance to get a call or get a text and if you don't respond at that time you may not hear from them for another week so 
um, look, I'm not going to sit here and bellyache about it. I, I love what I do, and it's it's great. And, um, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, you're right. It's it's going to get a lot more active now that Texas and OU are to the SEC, and we see what happens in the other leagues. So I talked to somebody who's well-versed in all this kind of stuff, far more better-versed than I, and they said it's like squeezing an orange. You got all the juice out of this orange. Oklahoma and Texas – they're kind of a one-off, and obviously we know why the SEC wanted to do that. But to think that all these other leagues are now going to react, there's like no moves available to counter Oklahoma and Texas unless the Big Ten or, Notre, or ACC lands Notre Dame. But other than that, there's nothing. People have to look at other ways to unlock value. Do you think that's true? Is that what you're hearing about the ACC adding West Virginia or the Big Ten or Pac-12 taking some of these other Big 12 schools or rating each other or whatever? Yeah, I think that person you talked to, they're, they're accurate in what they said. However, I don't think anyone really knows definitively yet um, if adding additional schools is going to help You know the, the conferences you talked about, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Pac-12. I mean, ultimately, those, those ADs, those commissioners, the presidents are having those discussions right now. They're going to their TV consultants trying to break down the numbers. Heck, I guarantee you, they're going to their TV partners, they're going to ESPN, they're going to Fox, whoever they're aligned with, and saying, okay, look, our conference makeup is now 12 schools. It's now 14 schools, whatever the number is. And if we go at team A, B, C, or D, or any combination of those teams, how does that change the value of our contract per school? You're not going to add schools that bring you less money per team so that's something they're looking at. I don't know the answers to that. Um, but then the other thing, which makes this round of expansion different than the others, is you know the SEC smart. They knew, and I thought this for some time. I thought it had died down, but obviously it didn't. I thought at some point we'd get to these 16-team super conferences. So if you're the SEC, if you're Texas or Oklahoma, do you want to be the first conference to get to 16 where you get the top two choices? Or do you want to wait and be the last one to get to 16, and then your options are not so great? Um, if that's the case, um, you know, then you have to wonder if the Big Ten and Pac-12 will react just to get to 16, um, just for security reasons. So the craziest things I heard that still seem plausibly possible are that the Big Ten could raid the Pac-12 for four, six, or eight teams, or some of the top teams in the Big 12 could pull away and you could have two divisions of eight or ten and have this mega conference that I guess goes from Penn State to USC. Uh, there was that. And that the fear of that should drive other teams to accept that the scheduling agreement that the two leagues almost did, that then they didn't do a few years ago, they need to put that in play. They need to go to eight conference games and create more intersectional games, ten power five games, mostly have those non-conference games be Big Ten versus Pac-12. But USC and Stanford are going to keep playing Notre Dame, and you want them to because that brings a lot of value. Utah's got Florida scheduled. There's some other things like that. But that they need to create this, whether it's 14, 16, 18 games a year, whatever it is, this scheduling agreement, and then they need to take the TV packages uh, to bid together as one contract and that they would be and I I don't have a legal background to know anything about this but they would be protected against antitrust because the SEC is the big dog no one can say you've got a monopoly when the SEC is sitting over there 
Uh, they're like-minded. They've had the relationship with the Rose Bowl the, on their campuses with the presidents, the regents, the faculty. They do like to say we do things differently. So don't go down the road the SEC is going. Do this where you link up even more together without raiding each other and kind of um, you know revealing yourself to be the capitalist that you are. Does that strike you as plausible? Is that anything you've heard, or is that just way too outside the box? Uh, it's not outside the box, but the, the one thing that keeps that from happening, there's no commissioner of college football. There's nobody that's overlooking what's best for college football. Everyone's basically seeing what's best for the Pac-12, what's best for the SEC, and rightfully so. You have no, you really have no responsibility to, well, if I'm going to add Oklahoma, Texas, is that going to hurt the Big Ten? You, you can't think like that. If you do, then the Big Ten's going to add Oklahoma, Texas. So what you said makes sense, but until we get kind of a czar of college football that kind of over, oversees everybody, I don't think that will happen, unfortunately. Two commissioners and 26 schools would all have to get on the same page, and that doesn't seem possible. <laughs> I, I get your point there and what the holdup would be there. Uh, so do you think the Big 12 is going to, and this is really important to a lot of BYU fans, do you think the Big 12 is going to try to add two or four teams and stay together? Are they all off shopping for new homes? Or, this seems most likely in my mind, both those things will happen at the same time, and these teams will have to decide, do we really want to jump in this boat, or is this boat about to come apart? Um, kind, of, kind of all of the above. Basically, the Big 12 future is dependent on the Big 10, is dependent on the ACC, is dependent on the Pac-12. If any of those leagues decide to expand and pick off members from the Big 12, then the Big 12 will implode. If none of those other power conferences decide that what you mentioned, that none of these other schools bring value to their leagues and they're going to stand pat at 12 or 14 or whatever number they're at, then the remaining Big 12 schools um, will be fine. They'll have eight members. You know, heck, bring back the old Big 8 logo. Um, And then what they've got to decide is, Moving forward, again, they now have to ask the question, does it add value to their league to add whatever group of five teams that they would want to add to their conference? Um, Does it add them more value per school by adding a Cincinnati or a UCF or a Boise State or a BYU? Or are they actually going to make more money per school by remaining at eight? How much security is there in remaining at eight? Those are questions they've got to answer, um, but to use the cliche, they don't control their own fate. They don't control their own destiny. If any of those power leagues decide to expand and pick off some of their teams, then they'll splinter and we'll probably go from 10 FBS conferences to nine in the next three or four years. Brett McMurphy, National College Football Insider, writer for Stadium Network, joining us. As these new TV deals... um get cut, CBS is obviously losing their SEC game of the week. Are they going to be a bidder for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and maybe some other conferences, or are they going to get out of college football? Because obviously more bidders gives the conferences more leverage to get more money. Uh, They may not get out of it, but they're certainly not going to pay what they paid the SEC. So they could go to these conferences and say, okay, look, we have an interest in in doing your games, but you're not getting SEC money. That's why they got out of it. ESPN um, threw more money at the SEC, and that's why the SEC left. So I don't, I haven't, I've talked to people. I don't know if 
what CBS's strategy is, if they're just basically going to not do football, college football anymore. Um, obviously, CBS Sports Network, which is a much smaller mm-hmm. um, division of CBS Sports, they have deals with group of five leagues and 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 do games like that. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't foresee them automatically saying, "Okay, we were going to offer," you know, make up a fictitious number. We're going to offer a hundred million to the SEC. Um, well, they're not doing our games anymore, so now we're going to offer this hundred million to the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or whoever it may be. Uh, that's to be determined. But, you know, one optimistic thing, certainly for the Pac-12 and and uh, the Big Ten and other leagues that are redoing their rights deals in the coming coming years, you know, there, there continues to be this talk that Amazon or Apple or even Netflix, you know, some of these streaming services that you would think they're not going to have live sports, they there's still continual talk that – behind the scenes that these guys will at some point jump into live TV rights. And if that happens, then that would obviously be a tremendous opportunity for any of these leagues. And financially, you know, you know how well all those folks are doing right now. So could they make more going through a subscriber service? Possibly. Absolutely. Um, Would fan bases have to get used to, you know, turning on Netflix or Amazon to watch their games? Absolutely. Would it matter? No. Because people will be able to watch it on their device, whether it's a TV, cell phone, you know, whatever app or device you have. Um, and I think that's what the Pac-12 is hoping for. I know that's what the Big 12 was hoping for when they were going to do their media rights deal before Oklahoma and Texas left. So at least there's some, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a train right now. The best acronym I've heard in a long time for what they might do to cable, satellite, and over-the-air TV is FANG. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Yeah, <laughs> the, you're right. The FANG. I left out Facebook. Facebook's already doing Major League Baseball games. So, yeah, it's anything's possible. And you know what? Bottom line is, whatever pays the most money, whatever brings in the most revenue, that's what these leagues are going to do. Brett McMurphy, National College Football Insider and writer for Stadium Network. And, of course, Stadium's had some Utah State games, so uh, some of you are familiar with them. Brett, thanks for a few minutes. And when you're back in Utah, lunch, golf, you know, whatever you want. You got it. I'll take you up on that. All right. Brett McMurphy, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 15 minutes to Pac-12 Media Day. Patrick Kinahan, Jake Scott. Rubbing their hands together, ready to go. A nine-hour marathon with Pac-12 coaches and players coming up at the top of the hour. Stay with us.